0: Let's talk about how to have a miracle in your life. <laughs> how do we do that? Let's make it practical. I was so inspired by this week's episode on with Tim Story on the podcast. It was my first interaction with him. I've heard of him for years, you know, lots of similar friends and stuff, but the first time we've ever directly like encountered and I was so moved by so many of the things that he said and I I loved you know, he presented this question that was like, what could I do that would make this different, better, and more magical? And you can like apply that to anything. Like what a beautiful transcendent question that you could apply to anything, your wedding, your relationships, your marriage, you, your, your, your relationship with your kids, your house, your vacation, like where you're sitting, what, what, at any given moment, what could I do that would make this different, better, and more magical? And that really got me thinking about, how to prepare yourself for a miracle, like how to set up the stage for a miracle to happen. And I don't mean to suggest that you can just, that you're in control of miracles in your life. I don't suggest that. Like, I'm not saying that. And I think that God can move and can create miracles with or without us for sure. I mean, I'm I'm deeply confident of that. But I also do think that there's evidence just like evidence in my own life, exploration, and then in scripture that would say that God is looking for willing participants. You know, there's this old quote that says, God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. And that he's looking for someone who is willing to be an active participant in his story. And that to me is what miracles are all about. So I wanna just share three Tips, three ideas, three ways that I think will open you up to maybe be more likely to receive a miracle. I mean, who knows? But if, as I look back on my own life, I've had some pretty amazing things happen. I mean, in many ways, I think of my life as a miracle. Like, I think it is a miracle to look at where I started my journey and to look at where the Lord and the people around me have led me to now. And I think of that as miraculous. I mean, very unusual and, you know, divinely guided. And so, and I've had, you know, that's on the whole, but I think I've had different versions of miracles in my own life and and ones that I've seen. So I just want to share this because I think it's inspiring. And the first way to set yourself up for a miracle is to ask for a miracle, to be willing to ask for a miracle right? And and I want to connect this to whether you believe in the divine or not, right? Let's say, for example, let's say you don't believe in the divine or the supernatural or in God. Even to me, absent that consideration, it's pretty hard to ignore the ubiquitous nature of the power of goals and vision, right? Where people, you know, so many wealthy, successful people. I mean, there's not a, I don't think there's a single ultra wealthy, successful person that I've ever met that doesn't talk about the power and the importance of having a vision and like seeing something in your life, whether it's the law of attraction or it's Brian Tracy or it's, you know, pick your wealthy person. It's like, this is a common thing that people in a worldly way have in common is they allow themselves to dream. They allow themselves to dream. And growing up around people who were more, we'll say lower middle class, lower class, you know, not maybe probably maybe not quite poverty, but close to it. And being around various environments of those types of people, I think I'm convinced, at least in in my own experience, that a lot of people don't allow themselves permission to dream. They immediately write it off as impossible. And I know for my own life, the first time I ever said I'm going to be a black belt. The first time I said that, that was impossible to me, right? I was seven years old when I first had that thought. And I was like, that felt impossible. And then I remember distinctly the day I said, I want to be valedictorian. How amazing would it be if I could be valedictorian? I remember dreaming about getting a full ride scholarship. I remember being in elementary school, having this conversation with my mom about getting a full ride scholarship to college. I remember dreaming about being a record breaker in the direct sales company that I was involved in. I remember the first time I said, I'm going to win the world championship of public speaking. I certainly remember the first time saying, I'm going to become a New York Times bestselling author. Not just once, but repeatedly, consistently in my life, I have pursued systematically things that have felt impossible and so i understand why people have a hard time asking for a miracle it seems impossible and even out separate the divine for a second and go just in a worldly way you go that i could never do that that's not realistic that's so unlikely and yet that is first and foremost The fundamental difference of the people who do achieve it and those who don't, right? I'm One of my favorite Steve Jobs quotes is where Steve Jobs says, your entire life changes the day that you realize that everything in the world around you was created by people who are no smarter than you. I love that quote. I found that to be true in people like Steve Jobs, in my own life, and in the people who don't achieve the things that they want. They don't ask for a miracle. They don't allow themselves to dream. And so in a worldly sense, I would call that goals and vision, whether it's for your relationship and your family or your company or your own physical health or your own finances to allow yourself to dream. Most people won't do that. But here to go, what if you, the next level of that is ask for a miracle? And here's something that you need to know about miracles. What makes it a miracle is the fact that it, it seems impossible. And that's the magic of it. I think that's why God wants to create miracles as he wants to demonstrate his power. He wants to demonstrate his supreme authority. And yet in order for a miracle to take place, we have to ask for the impossible. If it wasn't impossible, it wouldn't be a miracle. If it weren't unlikely to ask for, it wouldn't be significant than when it came true. So how can you have a miracle if you don't ever ask for one, if you don't ever dream of one, if you don't ever think about one? You can't, you won't. You're not allowing yourself. You're not opening yourself to the possibility of it happening. You're closing yourself off. You're deciding up front, You're reaching a conclusion in advance that it's not possible. And when you reach that conclusion, you shut the door on possibility, whether you think of it as divine or not. So the first thing to do to open yourself up to a miracle is to be willing to give yourself flexibility, permission, and grace to ask for a miracle. The second way to create a miracle in your life, I think to open up yourself for a miracle, to tip the odds in your favor of achieving a miracle is to walk towards a miracle. Walk towards a miracle there is this old phrase that says, as you pray, move your feet, right? And I love that. It's to go, again, separate the divine for a second and just think about it in a worldly way. You know, this is my main critique of the secret, which I, I don't struggle with the idea, the power of the secret of, you know, ask, believe, receive. You know, I think that's a really important part, but there's a, you know, there's a huge step missing in between there, which is not really true, which is is ask, believe, work your butt off and then receive, right? That's the real formula. So there's, all of that is true. It, it's just absent, I think, a really critical part. There's nobody that I know who said, I want to be a New York Times bestselling author. And they sat in a room and thought that, and it happened, right? That doesn't happen. And uh, there's no one who has ever won the world championship of public speaking, become a, an eight-figure entrepreneur, become a millionaire, you know, built a great business, built a huge church, started a massive nonprofit, like, you know, become a professional athlete, been an amazing actor, like landed a huge music deal. We know people from all these walks of life and not one of them achieved those things by sitting in a room doing nothing, not one. What they all have in common is they asked for a miracle, right? They prayed for it. And even if they're not spiritual, right? They visioned it, they gold it, they thought about it, they dreamed. But then they worked like crazy. They walked towards the miracle and all of their stories are fraught with rejection and setbacks and failure and feedback and just, you know, losses that shaped them and gave them information and shaped their character as a person. And it shaped their information, their education as a professional to where they could bring those together and they could become ripe territory for a miracle. You have to walk towards a miracle. You don't have to, you know, Martin Luther King Jr., you don't have to see up the whole staircase. You just have to take the first step like that is true. And one of the ways that I think about this on a divine level, on a supernatural level, is that I don't think that God shows us the second step before we take the first step. I don't think that God shows us the second step before we take the first step. Why? Because I think God is looking for someone to bet on him. He's looking for someone to open themselves up to receiving his presence in their life, to allowing his spirit to move in their life. He's asking for us to be faithful. He's asking for us to trust him. And how do we demonstrate trust? Do we demonstrate trust by saying, I trust you? Or do we demonstrate trust through the action of actually doing something? It is, to me, it's the latter. You demonstrate faith by actually moving towards the thing. Not by sitting in a room and going, I hope this happens, but to say, to first ask for a miracle, to pray for it or to vision it and plan it if you're in the worldly sense and not the divine sense, but then to move towards it, right? You have to take that action. And I think of Noah building the ark, like God is blessing him because he's looking for someone who's willing to take action. Someone who's willing to build an ark before there's a raindrop right someone who's willing to gather these animals before there's a raindrop you have to be willing to take the first step before god will show you the second step that's just what i think right that's just an observation i don't know that there's necessarily scriptural support for that but but i think that there probably is and you know my life verse is hebrews 12:11 no discipline seems pleasant at the time rather painful yet it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it no discipline seems pleasant at the time, rather painful. That's the first step. That's the action. That's walking towards a miracle. That's saying, I want to be a New York Times best-selling author. I'm terrified. I have no idea how to take that step. I want to become a Hall of Fame speaker. I'm terrified. I have no idea how to get on those stages. I want to launch a course. I want to start a business. I want to find uh, yeah, I want to build a family. I want to start a nonprofit. I want to solve this problem in the world. They're all terrifying. They're so huge and enormous the first time we have them. But you have to step towards them. And at first you don't know what to do and where to go because it's painful. You're learning. No discipline seems pleasant at the time. Yet later on, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who've been trained by it. What have you been trained by? You've been trained by discipline. You've been trained by action. You've been trained by taking the step, getting the feedback, adapting, adjusting. And your faith is demonstrated in the fact that you continue walking without knowing exactly how you're going to get to the destination. Talk to you soon. And in my mind, it's a little bit like saying, I see the destination, but I'm not clear on the path, but I'm willing to take the first step towards the destination without knowing where the whole path goes, that's a demonstration of faith. That's walking towards a miracle is to say, I don't know how God's going to pull this off. I don't know how I'm going to pull this off. I don't know how we're going to pull this off. I don't know how you're going to pull this off, but we're going to try. We're going to move towards it. We're going to do what we can. We're going to do every single thing in our power to try to make this happen. And most people aren't willing to do that. And there's this extraordinary payoff that you get When you take action, the extraordinary payoff that you get is that if that dream doesn't come true, if that miracle doesn't come true, then you know it must because be because God had some greater plan, some reason why it didn't, which means it's part of a a better plan. But if you have a goal, if you have a dream, if you ask for a miracle and you don't take the steps in your control, you don't do the things that you can do, then You don't know if the reason it didn't come true is because God didn't give it to you or the miracle didn't happen or it wasn't in your destiny or because of the more likely truth, which is that you didn't show up and do your part. You didn't do the work. You didn't make the work. You you didn't make the call. You didn't make the ask. You didn't show up. You didn't practice. You didn't train. You didn't learn. You didn't do the things that you know how to do. That's on you. That's on you. And that's on me. So if we don't get miracles, we can't be mad about miracles that we we don't get that we never asked for. And we can't be mad about miracles that we don't get that we never worked for. Right now, a miracle inherently is God covering the gap, God covering the distance. But I don't think it's just God doing the whole thing. Certainly he can. He is able uh, to do that. But there is evidence all throughout scripture that God is looking for a willing participant, someone to step towards him. That is the sign of faith. Not to just say, I believe you, but to say, I believe you and I act in alignment with that belief. And even if you don't believe in the divine or supernatural, to me, that's a miracle in and of itself. It's a miracle in and of itself that somehow, some way, all of us know what the next step is. And almost any dream, any goal, any miracle, Somehow all of us know what a first step could be, but God doesn't show us the second step until we take the first step often. So you got to ask for a miracle, step one. Step two, you got to walk towards a miracle. Step three, you need to read about miracles. You need to read about miracles. You need to, I think you need to become educated on miracles, and to me, there is power in reading the Bible. There is power in reading the word of God, even if you don't understand it, even if you don't believe it, right? Like, And now, now I would tell you, if you're gonna read the Bible, I would not start at the front of the book, which is the Old Testament and in Genesis. I would go skip to the New Testament and start there and start reading about Jesus, who was a human figure, a real person, There is so much documented evidence that Jesus was a real person. And by the way, I am launching a whole dedicated podcast series on this called Eternal Life. Seven questions that every intelligent skeptic should ask about Jesus of Nazareth. And if you go to confidenteternallife.com, confidenteternallife.com, you can, that'll take you to this special new podcast series that we have created, that I've created, that our team is launching. That is 15 episodes dedicated to my personal life's journey. My This would be my personal life's work, not my life's work from a career standpoint, because it's, it's totally not a money-making endeavor at all. But my personal life's work, studying the evidence, what evidence is there of Jesus and miracles. And it's seven questions that every intelligent skeptic should ask about Jesus of Nazareth. And we look at the historical, the archeological, we look at the corroborating evidence, the documents that support. And we ask the questions like, how do we know Jesus was a real person? How do we know he wasn't just a good teacher and something more? What evidence is there that he was a deity of some type? What evidence is there that he ever resurrected from the dead right we tackle these challenging questions about Jesus who was someone who boldly made claims about being a deity so that's rare in and of itself right now he's not the only person to do that lots of people have david koresh and lots of crazy people we talk about we talk about that in but the difference is he followed through on them the difference is the things that he said would come true came true the difference was many people who were not believers still witnessed unexplainable things happening. And even if they didn't believe, they were not able to explain the things that happened and that were documented. So anyways, go to confidenteternallife.com and check out, that's a whole separate podcast series because it's 15 episodes just related to the history and the academic logical scrutiny of the story of Jesus. But I'm telling you, if you read it and you dive into it, I mean, and you and go listen to it. I mean, that's me taking basically 20 years of my personal life and consolidating it down into 15 short podcast episodes to share the best of the best of like what I found of the evidence. How could a rational, logical person believe in miracles and a savior and a Messiah in heaven? How have I come to believe that? And that's what we've taken the time to do with that special podcast episode. But I'm telling you, when you read it, you will learn about it. There is evidence, not just a little bit, an overwhelming preponderance of evidence, a gigantic mountain To where at the end of my personal journey, at least for me, I started to realize it takes way more faith to not believe this stuff happened than to believe that it did. When you studied the evidence, the trail of provable and facts that we have a chance to corroborate, given where we're at in the timeline of human history and the tools that are available to us today. So anyways, you can check that out. But I think you should read about miracles you know, and if you're not comfortable reading a Bible or whatever, you, you know, if you, again, if you're new to it, I would say, read the new Testament, read about Jesus. Right. And, and, and don't learn about, don't learn about Christianity from watching Christians, Christians, we screw stuff up. That's why we're Christians, right? Learn, if you want to learn about Christianity, you should study Jesus. And that happens in the new Testament, which is the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the people who were with Jesus or close to Jesus that were alive when he was alive. Right. And what those people wrote and said about what happened, But if you're not into the Bible or Christianity, I would say you still read about miracles. And maybe it's not even the supernatural, right? You go, well, I have some other faith or whatever. Okay, fine. Still though, read about miracles, read about worldly things that came true. Read about other people who accomplished the impossible. Read Louis Zamperini, I think Zamperini is the unbroken story. I forget how to say his last name, but incredible, right? Like read that story, unbroken, like read that book, read the books of and watch the movies of people doing impossible things. Why? Because when you learn about other people who have accomplished the impossible, it helps you realize that you could do it too. That's part of the power is when you go, it feels impossible to me, but wait a minute, that person did it, and 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 that person did it. And And that's just in a worldly way. I'm not even talking about the divine supernatural stuff. I'm talking about the stories of survival or overcoming the odds or even sports stories or people overcoming physical disabilities. You know, read about the Underground Railroad, like these impossible things that humans have pulled off right? Launching spaceships to the moon. I mean, there's so many different examples of people achieving the impossible. The only way that you could sit around and say it's not possible is because you're oblivious and you're ignorant to the fact that impossible things happen all the time. Not just supernatural ones, but worldly ones. You just haven't been exposed. It's not that it's impossible. It's that it's unfamiliar. It's not that it's impossible. It's unfamiliar to you. It's unfamiliar because it's never happened to you. It's never happened to your family. It's never happened to your homies that you hang out with. But it doesn't mean that people aren't doing impossible things all the time. Be around people who are doing impossible things and you too will see that the impossible quite literally is very possible for them. And once you see it happen to enough of the people around you, you believe it for you, right? This last week, we just had our 21th Brand Builders Group client become a New York Times, Wall Street Journal, or USA Today bestselling author. 21 times. And they're not gaming the list. They're not cheating stuff. They're not buying their own books. They're doing the hard ethical work of selling books and building an audience and serving people, right? And they're using every mechanism that we have available to show them how to get their message out to the world. It's not fake bots and fake people buying books and some of those things. It's legitimate. It's doing the work. But they're achieving the impossible, things that they never thought possible. If you hang around Brand Butler's Group long enough and you go, you see the stories of 21 other people who've done it, you start to realize, hey, maybe that could be possible. Maybe there is a system here. Like maybe there is a way that this comes true. And, and you may not care to become a best-selling author, but I'm saying, hang around the people who are achieving the impossible. And if you can't hang around the people who are doing the possible, read about miracles, read about them. The more you're exposed to them, the more you will realize it happens all the time. You are a miracle. Your life is a miracle. The fact that we exist on this planet, in this solar system, in this extremely delicate scientific balance, that is the odds defy all logic and rational thinking that we would have life on this earth and that we would exist and that we of you know, all the sperm that came out like in the world, like we are the people who are here now living in this place, in this world. I mean, the miracle of birth, the miracle of nature, the miracle of the solar system, like you are a miracle. We are living in a world of miracles. There are things that are happening all around us. And even if you don't believe in the supernatural, I mean, there is all sorts of miracles that happen on a daily basis. So, you you can be a miracle. You can set yourself up. You can open your life up to the possibility of receiving a miracle and being one of these people. But you have to be willing to ask for a miracle. You have to be willing to walk towards a miracle. And you have to read about or surround yourself with people who are achieving and benefiting from miracles. I hope we get to continue to be a place of inspiration for you in that. coming back we'll catch you next time on the influential personal brand podcast that's all we've got for this episode of the influential personal brand podcast but here's some great news one of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review so as a special bonus for you if you leave us a comment in itunes stitcher or wherever you listen Take a screenshot of your review and email it to